Hello and welcome to Neptune Rising. My name is Christina Farella and I am your host of this podcast where I will be leading you through an exploration of the astrology of the week ahead as well as other notable astrological um, events on our horizon. Today I'm going to be talking to us about the astrology of the week forward which is going to be July 27th through the 2nd of August where we're going to be seeing the moon wax through the signs Scorpio, Sagittarius, and Capricorn finally landing in Aquarius at the end of the week where we will be in the territory of the full moon in Aquarius that arrives on August 3rd. Um, Before I get started, I would like to also note that on Wednesday of this week, which is August, or sorry, July 29th, what day is it anymore? Um, July 29th, I'm going to be holding um, a virtual class dedicated to exploring and um, really unpacking the meaning of the nodes of the moon. The moon's nodes, or the north and south node in the natal chart, are these karmic points of interpretation that we make. Um, The south node is indicative of accumulated past life energy, and oftentimes it's kind of connected with our comfort zone, tells us where we are meant to be kind of leaving um, in order to find integration in this life. The North Node is the path forward, but it's often really confusing. How do we get there? How do we access it? What does the path look like? And what is our mission in this lifetime? Breaking it down by sign and by house and by aspect and my own special um, kind of way of delineating the chart through the lens of the North and South Node, I'm going to be just leading us through a really rich Uh, conversation about what we can do to get our arms around the north and south node so if this sounds like it's of interest to you tickets are 20 to 30 dollars sliding scale this will be a zoom call Um, i don't have a more elegant platform right now to host this kind of event but maybe in the future Um, and i think that it's going to just be really uh, fun for me to connect with people in real time so come join us. Um, The class is small. I believe it's about five people at this point, but I'd love to just invite as many people who want to learn and have a conversation. You'll be able to ask questions about your own nodes in your chart. We can even practice looking at charts together. I've got plans. So um, the link is in my uh, link tree or it's on my website in my shop um, to buy a ticket. And then I will email you a link to the Zoom call. So that is that. In addition to um, that announcement, also the reminder that last week I launched my Patreon, um, which allows people to engage with my work on a more in-depth and personal level, and also just lets people support um, my work in general so I can continue giving free resources and supporting this community um, to the most robust potential as possible, which is something that I truly love doing and I feel very grateful to have landed in this position in this lifetime. So thank you all for your support thus far. And if you're interested, I am at patreon.com slash eighth house astrology, and you can check out all the details there. In addition to this week's astrology, we're going to be talking about Mars's retrograde as we are inching towards that event um, by means of entering its pre-shadow phase this week. So 
lots and lots to talk about. Um, as always, this is really the year of unbelievably complex and changeable astrology, but um, hopefully with my words to be a little hermit Virgo lantern, we can feel a bit more confident about what we're meant to be engaging in our own lives and, um, you know, as a collective as well. So welcome, welcome, and thank you for being here. So this week, as I said, the moon is going to be waxing through Scorpio, Sag, and Capricorn as we build up to a full moon in Aquarius. Having this be the case, um, as the moon is growing, we know that we are able to kind of ride a wave right now. Work that we're doing is reaching um, some momentum. We're building a lot of energy from within as we stride forward to that full moon, which is always about reaching an apex of energetic expression. Um, growing though through Scorpio means that we are illuminating the mysteries of the psyche growing or waxing, I should say through Sagittarius means that we are exploring and illuminating the boundaries of our own horizon. Our own philosophies get to grow a little bit, maybe form new flower. And then waxing through Capricorn as well is uh, showing us that we are engaging our sense of responsibility and stepping into a more um, serious role regarding the work that we are here doing right now. So this is all kind of thematic, you know, on deck for us. The full moon in Aquarius that will arrive on August 3rd um, is noted at 11 degrees of Aquarius. The sun will be at 11 degrees of Leo and the moon will be at 11 degrees aqua. And we are going to be asked to release from old notions of societal structure and stability and recognize that we are all at various points in our own spiritual growth. So it's about supporting community, seeing people and meeting them where they're at, and doing what we can to extend um, some olive branches of support to people who are in need. That is the Aquarian way, after all. Intentions that were set on the Aquarius new moon back on January 24th will find their full fruition at this point. So I'll talk about that more in depth next week, but I just like to kind of give us a little bit of a longer view as these lunations are important and they're kind of like the, um, you know, the little jewels of the, uh, of the lunar cycle as we move through these processes of um, growing and diminishing with the moon. So starting our week off on Monday, um, the 27th of July, we have the first quarter moon in Scorpio. So we, at this point, are checking in with intentions that were set on the new moon in Cancer last Monday. Where do you stand now with your own nurturing intentions? Where can you find some wiggle room? Can you redefine your terms? Do you even like the intention that you set? Um, the first quarter moon offers us an opportunity to kind of like renegotiate that space and say, actually, this is really what I want to peel away from and, you know, push off towards. So it's a moment of kind of like, you know, conflict as the, the moon and sun are squaring each other. Um, and in that space, we get to understand like, yes, we are always kind of pressurized, but we get to make decisions. That's really what comes through. On that same day, we've got a lot of other activations. It's like chock full of stuff. I wrote, ah, on my ephemeris. Um, Jupiter is going to be sextiling Neptune. That's the second sextile that Jupiter and Neptune make this year in our Lord's year of 2020. Um, the first sextile was on February 20th, and that was a direct sextile. 
they're going to be making a, a retrograde sextile this week. Um, and the final one will be on October 14th. So this is going to be a moment for us to be checking in with religious, spiritual, and humanitarian projects, feelings, efforts, etc. Where can you let old energy move and invite newness in? Um, we'll have another chance to revisit this and integrate in October at the final conjunction. So this is a very like spiritual expansive curious um, intuitive connection between jupiter the planet of fertility and gifts and neptune the planet of fog fantasy escapism and spirituality amongst millions of other things all of these planets have so many significations but for our purposes i have to keep it simple so that's the kind of delineation the the harmonization between the planet of expansion and then the planet of spirit so where are you in that mix? Where are you in your own process of becoming? Ask yourself, okay? Okay. Um, Venus will also square Neptune on the 27th, which will find us feeling a bit confused perhaps about our values. So if we do feel kind of like, oh my gosh, I thought this was important, something has changed, it's okay to be in conversation with yourself about that and perhaps even leaning into that Jupiter sextile Neptune energy, knowing and reminding yourself that you are in a process with these values, with these hierarchies of need, of want, of desire. It's all here for a reason. Um, so let yourself just kind of feel the fact that maybe something's uncomfortable. In discomfort, there's wisdom, or so they say. I don't really like that, but it's probably true. Taking my own medicine. On that same day, Mercury is going to square Mars, um, showing us that there is a lot of frustration, maybe even some anger. Look out for flashes of temper on this day, for sure, um, as the moon also is going to oppose Uranus, which um, on my ephemeris I wrote, expand your heart or die, which is cheeky, but shows us that um, the moon in stern opposition to Uranus, which is the planet of expansion, eccentric vision, progress, gets a little bit of a lightning bolt straight to the center. We are asked to make changes. We are asked to expand our own definition of emotional comfort. Um, and that's for the sake of forward motion. So, you know, this is all here for us this week. And with this square between Mercury and Mars on Monday, any kind of anger that does come to the surface, take note. Um, this is perhaps a foreshadowing of what the Mars retrograde will be bringing us in the next few months. And so we'll talk about that in detail at the end of this, um, this pod. But this is an important kind of reminder that we are dealing this year with rage and what it does to our body, how it feels in our body, and what we can use it um, you know, how we can like weaponize it for good, how we can use it to be transformative rather than be consumed by the absolute fire of Mars and Aries. So it's a lot on Monday. Um, you know, check in with yourself, make sure you carry a stone that you find grounding or maybe a special scent with you that you find soothing. Um, Skullcap tea or tincture always an a plus remedy for the nerves in my world over here so you know any kind of soothing tool is is fair game always but especially on this coming monday so on tuesday the 28th we find expansive depth as the moon trans mercury we're going to be speaking clearly and with emotional intention 
the moon is also going to be sextiling Jupiter and we'll find harmony between emotions and our sense of growth. Um, so again, Jupiter is that expander, right? With the sextile, there's this very gentle kind of, um, you know, harmonizing, growing, activating energy. And the moon is the luminary of our emotional consciousness. So this is all here for us to dig into, finding ways to speak about how we feel so that we can actually get things off our chest and feel safe and like that's a fertile um, and rich activity while we're doing it. The moon will also be trining Neptune, which is dreamy, dreamy vibes. The moon trine Neptune is so sweet for poets. So if you are a poet or any kind of artist at all, um, this is your aspect, one of many. But with this little portal of harmony um, spun, like a thread between the luminary of emotional truth and the planet of fantasy and intuition. Um, keep your notepad handy. Um, use voice notes on your phone to take down any kind of inspiring info that comes to you and trust your intuition. The moon will also sextile Pluto, which is going to form a gentle connection to our shadow work, asking us like, Really, what is true? What is emotionally true for us? What is under the surface? What are we dealing with that is actually really, really important that we can bring to the surface to um, integrate or to accept? Understanding that Pluto is all about truth, even though that truth is sometimes about the truth of death, the truth of destruction. You know, we find ways to work creatively with this energy if we are open to it. So let yourself be kind of radicalized gently by the moon sextile Pluto connection on Tuesday. On Wednesday, um, the 29th, the moon enters Sagittarius in the early morning and we are building this kind of steady momentum, right? The energy shifts from that Scorpio moon, which is more internal, to the Sagittarius moon, which is really externalized, curious, exploratory, yes, that's a word, um, interested in understanding other cultures, other ideas, philosophies, um, and speaking truth, speaking to them. Um, the moon will sextile Saturn, so this is going to be a lovely day for the growth of projects that we have on the back burner, things that we've been working on for a long time. Um, you know, Wednesday is also the day of Mercury, so it's a great day always on Wednesday to do any kind of writing projects or send emails, communicate, express yourself. This is a lovely time for that. The sun is going to trine the moon and the intentions that we set last week are growing. They're setting out like little leaves and rivulets of color. We're seeing things kind of sort of come forward, outlines of what's to come. Um, so check in with yourself again about your new moon intentions that you set on July 20th on the 29th. This is also going to be the day of my Moons Nodes class. So if you would like to attend, you can mark that on your calendar, 4 p.m. PST um, on a very cute Zoom call with me and some other astro, um, what do I call, what do I call everyone? Astro seekers. That's what I'm going to say. I love it. Okay, on the 30th, that's Thursday, we're going to be, most likely, speaking with heated passion with that Scorpio moon in Sagittarius, trining Mars in Aries. Um, Jupiter will oppose Mercury, so the pressure of getting our needs met, feeling validated in communication, um, this could kind of be a, a trouble spot for us on this day. There might be explosive conversations, there might be like just 
temper tantrums, there could be miscommunications because people will be speaking in these lofty terms. So if you hear something that sounds kind of wild, remember that Jupiter is in the mix and remember that you can wait to respond. You don't have to respond right away. It's okay to take a breath, take some hours, you know, and um, that's a very hard thing to remember in this fast-paced world where we all are kind of focused on instant gratification, especially around communication, but this is what it is. Let yourself have a minute if you feel overwhelmed. Um, Kind of pressure or um, irrational communication is also indicated by the fact that Mercury will be trining Neptune. Um, So this is like a very dreamy vibe, um, a good use of your intuition on this day. Speaking and writing from an intuitive space will hold uh, really interesting info. Any dreams that you have on this day, super interesting for analysis, but it's like not a very realistic intellectual point of view. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I don't think that We need to be realists all the time. I think that that's actually kind of depressing. So let yourself be magical. Let yourself be um, shaped by this and influenced by it and tap into something that's more creative. Or if you need to just speak about people who are maybe in need of our support, speaking to humanitarian aims when Neptune is in the mix, especially with Mercury, is always a kind of motivation. So lovely day for reaching out to any kind of charitable um, organization that you work with or spreading information about that kind of work as well. The moon will square Neptune, which shows that, again, it's another kind of signifier of confusion in the collective. So another, you know, reminder to just take it slow. The moon will oppose Venus on this day as well, and we'll feel kind of needy. We'll feel like we're not really getting our emotional um, cups filled, and I would like to remind you that you can fill your own cup, right? You don't need the other to fulfill this. We will be feeling like we need the other. Oppositional energy is always about the other, but um, just as a little check-in, you are able to make that happen for yourself. Easier said than done, I know, but it's true. The moon will go void, of course, that evening, um, the 30th, at 5.08 p.m. here in the Pacific time zone, and it'll stay void through um, about 5 o'clock in the morning the next day. So use the afternoon and the evening of Thursday of this week to just relax. Um, Put down your work do some meditation, maybe you know some at-home yoga, go for a beautiful walk. If you can get into water, that seems amazing. Um, anything to do to find some kind of integration for all of the things that you have been working on, achieving, failing at, discarding, being frustrated by, feeling scared of, like understanding that we cannot all just press forward all of the time. We are allowed to backpedal. We are allowed to... Um, think and reflect and that is what the void of course moon asks us to do and just as a reminder in case anybody is listening to this and is like what is the void of course moon i've never heard of that um when the moon has made her last aspect to another planet when she's in a particular sign and then she just doesn't make another aspect to another um planet in the next sign she is considered to be void And when she is void, she is not talking to any other planets. She is neutral in terms of her energetic disposition. And we are allowed to take a page out of her book and also practice neutrality. So 
that's the void of course situation. I love this. Um, it's not a good time for starting new projects. So if you have desire to like, um, sign a contract or initiate a conversation with someone you're like talking to on a dating app, just wait until the next day because usually things that are started during the void of course moon need to be, um, like re-upped or renegotiated the next, like after, afterwards, afterwards is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, use this time to just find relaxation if you can, or just rest, go to bed early, take care of yourself, take a bath, all of the above. On the 31st of July, which is that, um, Friday, we will see the moon enter Capricorn. Now with the moon in Capricorn, the moon is in a bit of a sticky situation. The moon is ruled by, or sorry, the moon is the ruler of cancer. Um, and she is so happy to be at home in Cancer when she's there. Cancer, though, is um, opposite Capricorn. And so when the moon is in Capricorn, she's very uncomfortable. And so it's like an interesting situation emotionally. We might be feeling repressed, like we can't speak our truth. We might be feeling confused. Like we can't figure out what we're actually feeling. Um, sitting with our emotions on Friday will be our work as the moon really makes no other aspects to any other planets she will make a square to chiron the comet of karmic wounding and healing and so this is another indicator that we might be dealing with some heavy feelings on friday the 31st so this is a healing um you know ask what can we do when we feel really uncomfortable how can we make ourselves feel comforted and held when we're not really able to work with that much externally? How can we soothe ourselves from within? These are the questions of Friday. So on August 1st, new month, I can't believe that it is August, but this year is just a blur and also very slow. Um, on the 1st, which is Saturday, the moon will try Uranus and we will be exploring um, these kind of uh, exposures of truth and depth. Moon trine Uranus indicates some innovative feelings or inspirational feelings will come through as there is harmonious energy that flows between the moon, which is all about our emotional consciousness, and Uranus, which is about eccentric self-expression. Mercury will also oppose Pluto, um, which indicates transformative words, pressure to change, and a struggle to fully express ourselves. Pluto, again, being that planet of the underworld and death and rebirth, opposing Mercury makes it so that we're almost silenced by the Lord of the dead. Let yourself be quiet with your own ideas and see where you can find acceptance for what grieves you or what totally freaks you out. This is something that we can do as an exercise on August 1st. The moon will square Mars, um, which shows that there is a clash of feelings and action. The way that we perceive reality and the way that we act in it will be at odds with one another. So check in with yourself around that. The moon will conjunct Jupiter, showing us that fertility is possible on this day, um, and also form a sextile to Neptune, giving us a gentle emotional receptivity and letting our intuition lead the way. So you know, the 1st of August is a kind of complicated astrological day. That pressure of aspects between uh, Mars and Pluto, um, rather, you know, Mercury opposing Pluto and Mars squaring the moon, um, is kind of pushing us into new territory. So is the moon trine Uranus, right? So at 
like on the surface, it looks as though this is a difficult day. It very may well be shitty, but this is one of those moments where we're supported. We have that conjunction between the moon and Jupiter. Fertility is possible. We just almost like have to choose it and accept the things that are dark and accept the things that are troubling us and not turn a blind eye to them. That is something that I think this astrology is pointing us towards. On the second, which is the Sunday, um, we have uh, a void of course moon um, starting at 6.59 in the morning PST um, from 11.11 11 a.m. And so we have a slow morning. Um, let yourself just kind of soak up the week integrate don't rush yourself into the day and after that after 11 11 we are in full moon territory as the moon slips into aquarius so we are having a clash of ego and transformation on this day the moon in aquarius um, or sorry the moon is going to be aspecting pluto um, meeting up with um the planet of death and rebirth before it enters Aquarius. Um, and in this uh, space in my ephemeris, I wrote, ah. So moon conjunct Pluto indicates to us that our emotions are transformed by this shadow work. Again, heavy Plutonian feel to the beginning of, um, of this week. I think that if we are practiced in sitting with our shit, it will be okay. But do keep an eye on power struggles between your own heart and other people who are trying to control you. We all deal with this. It's a very eighth house dynamic, and the eighth house is part of everybody's chart. Um, but at certain points in time, in maybe the lunar cycle or maybe in our own lives, due to annual perfections or the power of your own Saturn return or the quality of your own transits, we have these experiences of Pluto that are larger than life and kind of pulling us down and seem to be inescapable. That's not what Sunday brings, but in general, you know, each month the moon does connect with Pluto in a conjunction. And we have an opportunity here to check in, kind of pop into Hades and be like, hello, shadow, what's going on down here? Um, you know, bring Cerberus a snack and say hi to some ghosts and let yourself just remember that you contain as much shadow as you do light and luminosity. And it's super important to honor that. The moon will be opposite Mercury on this day, which kind of shows that people will be blurting their feelings out or speaking out of turn or just raising their voices, um, being very activated and feel as though they need to express themselves urgently. So, you know, if you feel that way, take note, make yourself a good list of all the things that are running through your brain and find a way to just let yourself be grounded in that experience. Um, and then maybe pick one thing and tackle it again, way easier said than done. I have a Gemini moon. And though I tell people to like make lists and, you know, feel their feelings for me, it's just like usually a big blur. So I know that it's not easy, but I'm telling you <laughs> that we can do it together. Um, maybe that's a promise that we can make, that we can make lists and uh, prioritize these emotional activations rather than just jumping into the fray. Um, I guess to be determined. Um, the sun will also square Uranus, and this is a huge deal. We are finding a clash and a transformation of the ego. As the sun um, 
connects with Uranus, the sun being the luminary of emotion, or sorry, uh, our ego, our egoic consciousness, our will, our identity, and then Uranus being that planet of eccentric change and growth, we are making these efforts to find um, a push into the future, but it's kind of rocky. It's a bit like an earthquake or an explosion or lightning hitting something. Um, you know, it's hot and it's not gentle. So making sure that you are open to change from your heart center, but being mindful to protect yourself of the kind of fallout of change is part of what's on the menu for this day. The moon will be conjunct Saturn as well, um, showing us that there is diligence um, in the mix and we are able to tap into something that lets us feel responsible and um, held by our own kind of maturity. So that is what the week holds for us. Tons of activations. When I looked at this, I was like, you know, I just feel very curious about how this is all going to play out. Um, and some major changes are heading our way as usual in the year of, you know, everything being um, thrown into the air. <sighs> so let's talk a little bit about Mars retrograde. So we all know about Mercury retrograde. And we just experienced a Venus retrograde. Mars also goes retrograde, as does every other planet. But since Mars is an inner planet, a personal planet, um, a planet that talks to us directly about our psyche, we find that Mars retrogrades can be really deeply felt, especially in terms of our embodied sense of anger. So when Mars is retrograde, we cannot move forward in terms of Mars's activities. So um, sex, aggression, the expression of rage, violence, frustration. It's not like those things go away, but they just kind of get like very strangely worded or strangely expressed. And it's not easy to um, get ourselves into the right headspace to kind of conquer our goals, fight our enemies, etc. Now, Mars goes retrograde every other year, so it's not necessarily a huge deal. It is much rarer than Mercury retrograde, which can be three to four times a year, depending on the year. But Mars retrograde um, this year is kind of a doozy, and that is because Mars is in its own sign. It is in the sign of Aries. Now, kind of adding to that, this is like a whole like world of Mars and Aries information, but you know, Mars usually stays in a sign for about a month. It's not that long of a transit. It moves quickly. It's showing us how to use our aggression through the zodiac and through our natal charts. But because Mars stations retrograde this year, he is going to be in Aries for over six months. Mars is the ruler of Aries, and so he's very happy to be here, very comfortable, very at home. Would you want to hang out with um, the god of war in his own palace that's like decorated with every kind of weapon and there, everything is on fire and there is no, you know, kind of rule of law except Mars is. I sure as hell wouldn't, but my Mars in Libra is kind of afraid of conflict. So maybe that's just me. However, um, this is just notable for all of us. As we've seen, the world right now is majorly disrupted. Um, very, you know, we could say tender, but really upset is the word. Um, we are moving through deep transformations as a society, showing uh, the kind of ugly underbelly of 
the impacts of corruption, of racism, of all kinds of ill, um, you know, the unfair distribution of wealth, which leads to so many issues in our society. And Mars is kind of going to join the mix. Um, he is going to be squaring Saturn by sign for a lot of this retrograde. Saturn in Capricorn is one of the ringleaders of the astrology of 2020, that kind of band of malefic energy, um, Jupiter in its fall in Capricorn, Pluto and Saturn in Cap have all been bumping into each other since January, um, kind of loosing the chaos upon the world that we are bearing witness to right now. So we have this other activation. Saturn is about power government, bureaucracy, um, hierarchies of like, you know, I guess how our society is structured. Um, it's about time restriction laws. Um, it's a very heavy influence. Mars is the warrior, right? So there's going to be this clash between Mars and Saturn. Does this look like people clashing with the police? Does this look like protesters rising up and people just being in chaos in general? Um, does this look like people really getting hurt? I'm not comfortable predicting anything in particular, but I do believe that this is something that should be on our minds, right? We are moving through this very heated moment in history. From um, September 9th through the 13th of November, Mars will actually be retrograde, and he's going to be moving from 28 degrees of Aries to 15 degrees of Aries. So if you have any planets between 15 and 28 degrees of Aries, or 15 and 20 degrees, 28 degrees of Cancer, Libra, um, or Capricorn, all of the signs of the same modality, this is going to be a challenging experience. Um, you're going to be forced to be reckoning with your own anger and your own rage. Now, the thing about retrograde is that we have this thing called pre and post shadow periods, which is the delineation of when the planet enters the degree that it is going to be retrograding through and then finishes its retrograde and then moves through the degrees that it was going backwards in. So um, this week, tomorrow, the 26th, Mars enters the shadow period, the pre-shadow period um, of its retrograde. So from the 26th onward, from the 26th of July through the 9th of September, we are in Mars's pre-shadow period as Mars will be at 15 degrees of Aries tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> July 26th. <laughs> Definitely not the time of this recording. So from July 26th onward, we're in this very tumultuous and intense time. Things that come up around your own temper, around other people's tempers, around the mismanagement of tempers are going to be really crucial. Um, so glimmers of, you know, arguments that you have with people or things that really set you off, things that really make you upset um, are going to be instigating um, and foreshadowing what the retrograde will be bringing up for you. There will be frustration in the collective. Um Mars is actually going to only leave its post-shadow period on January 7th. And so this is a long time. You can see from literally July, late July through the beginning of January of 2021, we've got this Mars and Aries energy. So instead of getting too crazy about what this means in like a kind of terrifying way, <laughs> I think that we can think about it as 
us coming to terms with our collective rage and us putting that to its proper use, honing it into like a sword of fire that we use in a righteous manner to cut away things that do not deserve to be part of this experience of living anymore. We can be thinking deeply about what frustrates us, how we store grief and anger in the body, how to connect with that, how to identify when we're being triggered. All of these things will be coming up for evaluation. Um, So, you know, I wanted to speak to this this week because, like I said, the shadow period does um, emerge on the 26th of July. And all of us are going to be feeling it in one way or another, depending on where it's transiting in our natal chart. So, Everything is always changing. The one thing that will be constant, though, is Mars's uh, trip, you know, and and position in Aries really for the rest of the year um, into 2021, bringing lots of fertile aggression to the surface. So, you know, keep this with you. Um, you know, just keep all of these dates in mind. So the retrograde again starts on September 9th and it moves through. Um, the 13th of November from 28 degrees of Aries backwards to 15 degrees of Aries and really what the questions we're going to be asking is where do we feel rage and what do we do with it how do we understand how to use it responsibly um, if we can and how do we really make sense of what the world around us is doing Um, where does our anger play a role How can we use that to further our position, to further what we think is right? Um, You know, so rather than getting caught up in the frenzy, um, it's going to be about discernment and it's going to be about figuring out what's freaking us out and how we can speak to that with a touch of clarity. Say, yes, this actually pisses me off and makes me feel really unsafe. I'm not doing this. Holding boundaries will be important. So... This is the info that I have for you this week, my dears. Um, I am always very happy to uh, bring this little podcast to you. If you have any questions about astrology that you want me to answer on the air, you can always find me at um, neptunerisingpod at gmail.com. And as always, if you'd like to connect with me one-on-one, you can book a session at my website, which is christinaforella.com, or find me on Instagram for my mostly daily posts. Um, And I just look forward to continuing this conversation with you all. If you like what you hear, please rate and review this podcast. Um, It's only on iTunes. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to figure out how to get it onto the other platform so it has a wider audience. But for now, iTunes is where I'm at and it helps more people find me if you um, read it. And, you know, if you feel inclined to review, I would just be so grateful. So thank you very much um, for your time and your attention. Take good care.